Hi, this is your host Ben Klenner, and you're listening to the Probiotic Life. This podcast is where we explore the intricate relationships between human health, soil health, and ecological systems. Join me now for another exploratory conversation on the probiotic life. Welcome, welcome once again to The Probiotic Life. I'm your host, Ben Klenner. Today on the show, we're going to change it up a little bit. And um, you might have noticed it's a little bit of a different title, The Show Must Go On. Uh, So I'm going to share a little bit today about my journey. And I thought to do an introduction to this, I might um, respond to some of the emails that people have sent me and just actually share it for everybody to hear. So I'm going to take some bullets out of the emails and we're going to share that. I'm going to talk about a little bit, talk about what I'm doing, um, and then we'll transition into me sharing a little bit more about my story. So you, you might have remembered my wife interviewed me on episode 25 about uh, the probiotic life and my vision for it. Uh, but today we're going to go into a little bit more detail about the, uh, the the process of that and some of the challenges I've been having and um, yeah, some of the inspiration uh, that's coming out of this today. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. All right, we're going to start with some emails um, and thank you for everyone who's emailed the probiotic life, which basically comes to me. Uh, my wife does a little bit of the um, admin stuff, but mostly I'm the one driving that. And uh, yeah, and doing it part-time at the moment. And so, not that it's an excuse, but uh, the longer emails I usually don't end up replying to because it takes me um, a good chunk of time to sit down and think about it. And um then write something because I wouldn't want to write a, just a couple of lines to, you know, someone writes me a whole uh, page email. So I wanted to start with um, Richard's email. Thanks, Richard, for writing in. Uh, we emailed back and forth a little bit about, um, about you could say, preaching to the choir, you know, um, people who are already sort of in the court of um, the probiotic life. Now, I think if I wanted to reach everybody, I probably wouldn't call it the probiotic life. I would probably call it something a bit more um, conservative in uh, maybe the health aspect. Um, but yeah, if you see that that title, the probiotic life, and you are interested to it, drawn to it, you're probably um, more ahead of the curve in terms of uh, health and soil and that sort of stuff. Um, unfortunately, sometimes it blows my mind that that people don't understand health, and I get so caught up in all these things that I, I don't. I, sometimes I forget that 
there's people who just have no idea. I gave a talk at a garden show a little while ago and I was talking about probiotics for your garden and I mentioned kombucha. <laughs> I heard one of the old people somewhere in the middle of the audience go turn to their friend and go, what's kombucha? And I just thought, oh, wow, there's such a spectrum. Um, and the point of it is, you know, uh, yeah, I'm actually talking to people who are already uh, interested in that and interviewing people who have some sort of, you know, I'm trying to uh, help them express, give them a platform to express their story uh, to people who already want to hear some of this stuff. So uh, I guess my hope is that I'm not necessarily trying to reach people who have no idea about probiotics or, or soil health or um, ecological consciousness, but uh, in more to inspire people like yourselves who are listening to this uh, to really go out there and and push the limits of the probiotic life of what they're doing um, and by doing that inspire and educate people around you uh, so thanks Richard Richard for mentioning that and, and talking about that now he also talks about um, he's setting up uh, a gray water system, uh, for on his property, and he's going to use 275-gallon containers with aeration. And we were just talking a little bit about chlorine and chloramines, um, but really he, he asks about what could he add to that, and uh, I talk a little bit about IMO adding to the, uh, to the water because it's going to be um, for irrigation. Uh, but he has a suggestion about getting some other water experts on. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow up a couple of leads on people who really know more about water. Uh, And one of my heroes is Victor Schauberger. If you know anything about him, uh, he, people know him for the vortex, but he was a, um, hmm, I can't remember. I think he was um, Swiss, maybe a woodsman, outdoorsman. And he just observed all these things in nature. Uh, he and he became like a water engineer in a way. Um, so I'm going to try and find some people who know a little bit about what he did, Victor Schauberger. Uh, if you have any suggestions, let me know because I'm keen to follow up those leads. Okay, so... Uh, next is an email from Albert. Thanks, Albert, for uh, writing in. And uh, he said he's given us some good feedback on the the uh, episodes, especially Quatermock Via. And man, I was so inspired listening to Quatermock on uh, Matt Powers' podcast. That's why I wanted to get him on. In fact, I would love to have him on again. He's he's just awesome. That guy rocks. Um, yeah, he, he gave so much information, uh, Quatermark gave so much information that I feel like we could really take that apart. In fact, the episode that I recorded with him, I've listened back to probably four or five times just to get that information down because it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, amazing information. So Albert writes and he's, uh, he wanted to uh, delve a little bit deeper and ask me some questions about uh, that fast that I did back in 
uh, February. Now, it was a 21-day prayer and fasting, um, you know, because I think that everything is connected. So, the spiritual side of it with uh, the physical, I don't think there's any, I don't think you can separate it. And I think separating um, physical from spiritual is actually dangerous because I think that's where we get into um, the same idea of being separate from nature. We are actually part of nature. And it's like this colonialism sort of um, uh, hierarchy sort of, don't know how to express it, express it exactly, but it to me it's very dangerous to start separating uh, spiritual from physical. Um, you know, everything is connected, and and to me, um, there's metaphors everywhere. So, anyways, that's the way I sort of think about it. And so, uh, Albert was asking me about what did I actually do in this prayer and fasting. So the fasting side of it, let's just go into that a little bit. I started off saying that I'm I'm going to do greens only for 21 days. Now I did this probably four or five years ago now where I did a, a smoothie um, detox fast, whatever you want to call it. I don't really like calling it a diet um, and really it's something to help me reset, you know, reset my, um, uh, like for example, tolerance on alcohol. You know, I, I drink a fair bit. I make my own. In fact, right now I'm drinking some sake. So, um, that I made actually it's not, it's not sake. It's uh, more makoli, which is the, the, um, Korean version. This is the first time that I made, um, this and it's really good. And so I'm going to have a little sip right now. Um, but yeah, I like bring my own beer, uh, doing all sorts of experiments. Some of them aren't so palatable, um, but uh, yeah, I do I do drink a bit. And so I like to reset that tolerance and just with everything else too. So I cut out um, caffeine as well and I noticed a difference straight away. You know, is if you've ever done a fast or any sort of diet, the first three days, especially, your body's detoxing, your body's really getting rid of stuff. And so I was just having greens. So what does greens mean to me? Well, I was having smoothies uh, because I like to keep that fiber in my diet. Um, so smoothies um, and then some fermented stuff. So still having some kombucha uh, and kefir. So milk kefir. So the milk kefir does have uh, protein in there, the, the fats in there, uh, but uh, shouldn't have much lactose in there because it's been all broken down, uh, fermented by the kefir grains. So I have about five smoothies in a day, uh, plus lots of water, especially the first you know three or four days, just smashing the water, just uh, drinking as much just to really start to detox my system. First day... Um, yet not so bad, but you're feeling a bit lightheaded. Second day, I'm really feeling that sort of um, caffeine withdrawal come in and the detox. Um, and I try and do a little bit of a little bit more physical activity 
or I went to the uh, the sauna a couple of times just to try and sweat out any sort of uh, toxins or anything. Um, as you burn fat, fat is where the um, that's where all the toxins are stored. So I would really just try and try and uh, sweat it out, sweat all those toxins and everything out, and really start to focus uh, my energy. Um, focus my attention. You can call it mindfulness. Uh, but when I start to have those pangs of of hunger, I try and use that and channel that energy of hunger uh, into something else. And that's where the prayer comes into it. Uh, so I did like a sort of a focused uh, plan. I guess you could really do whatever. If you wanted to even write something out, you could write out um, a little... Uh, anything meditation guide to just focus on one thing a day uh, focus on you know for me I, I really focused on uh, thankfulness and um, you know it's like uh, is uh, it's like a, a, a Christian um, prayer as opposed to anything else um, but I think the, the point of it is to really become mindful um, connect with um, the Creator, the Great Spirit, and um, and just be aware of of things that maybe you're not aware of in your in your everyday life, whatever your everyday everyday goings on. I know for me, it is um, yeah, it's 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 crazy, you know, having you got a two year old and a five year old, and um, doing a lot of work from home and doing a lot of contract work, doing uh, uh, workshops and tours and little bits and pieces. I find it hard to get the momentum, but also, um, yeah, you know, like when you're, when you're home with the kids, they, they want your attention and, uh, you know, you, you spend focused time with them. I find that actually helps so that they can go play by themselves once they've had some focused time, but some days you just don't get there. And, and, uh, it's, you know, my mind doesn't really stop till, after I go, after I put the kids to bed, we've done some cleaning up and all of a sudden, like, I don't really want to be mindful. I want, I just want to watch a movie or something or, a, or at least a documentary. So, um, yeah, so prayer and fasting, really getting back to cleansing and becoming present. You know, um, I appreciate what uh, Albert said of he's doing fasting two days a week and you start to really um, become present of what you put into your body. Now, I think that's great. Fasting two days a week, uh, if you can do that, I think everybody can do that. But you know, um, don't don't beat yourself up if you if you haven't if you if you're not there or if you want to be there and you're not there. Just start with you know fasting part of a day, and then do a whole day, and then do two days. And then after you've you, you've done that and you sort of um, know your limits because you can't expect to do the same amount of work or or mind activity activity um, you need to pace yourself you need to give yourself uh, a bit of a break and a bit of a rest and when you're doing a long fast or a detox you got to remember to rest resting is really important in fact. Um, go back and listen to the episode with Darren Hay. I can't remember what number it is right now, but he really talks about that uh, 
I love what Darren Hay has to say about all this sort of stuff. So really rest your body. Um, for me, it was um, letting everyone know that, hey, this is my time of meditation, of prayer. Uh, so you need to leave me alone. I'm going to go for a walk, do whatever. Or even, you know, when I was feeling a bit weak some days, not go for a walk, but just get out over to the walk over to the park and sit down for a while and just focus on breath. Breath brings you back to the present moment. So, um, and then I think it was nine days into this 21 days, I realized, you know what, the greens, they're great. And um, it really cleaned out my GI tract, seriously. For the first like three or four days, it just all came out serious. Um, and, you know, I to me, that's a good thing. That's a it's, a it's a cleansing thing. It's a purging sort of thing. Um, but after about nine days, I was like, oh, I can't actually function Uh with the amount that I've committed myself to in, in terms of work and, um, you know, looking after the family and stuff. So I had a choice. I could either cut back some of my commitments or change my diet a little bit, change what I was eating a little bit. And I chose to um, start eating more fats, so avocados and nuts, especially macadamia nuts. Um, so just to add those into it. And that seemed to work really well. What I found by probably, you know, the last week, the third week of the fast was that I was hanging out for my kefir. My kefir was like the only substantial thing. Um, so I, you know, usually I let the milk kefir ferment for, for probably 24 to 36 hours, sometimes 48 hours. Uh, but I was, I was doing like, you know, uh, I think couple of times it was 12 hours and I was like, yeah, no, I can still take the taste of lactose in that. So um, there you go. So there's the sort of the idea behind the the uh, prayer and fasting was really just to cleanse. And I added a little bit of stuff back in. When I finished the fast, uh, my intention was just to uh, just slowly add things back in. So I, was, I started adding in... Uh, some meat, mostly bacon um, and eggs and just really sort of introduce that slowly. But I think one thing that I didn't um, do very well was my coffee. Once I, once I ended the fast, I just started on the coffee. And for the first couple of days, I just had uh, one coffee, but then I was just like, it's like my body was just like getting greedy or something. And so I just had like two coffees, sometimes even three coffees in a day and I could feel it again. So I've cut back from that, but um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. You need to be mindful all the time about that. So uh, thanks Albert for your uh, emailing uh, about that. And that's sort of my fasting experience. Um, in terms of, uh, Al also asks about uh, my inspiration for what I've what I've done. Um, you know, there's been a couple of things that I've read. I haven't read any books necessarily on fasting. Uh, it's sort of been like more studies that I've seen and I've taken note of, and I don't necessarily even remember the whole thing about what the studies have shown. I've just know, 
uh, rem- I just file in my brain, okay, I, I want to do this and it's going to give me this result. And so I just do it and then I see for myself whether that works or not. So um, I probably could get a little bit more scientific there. I think the best thing, Albert, is to, to uh, test and measure for yourself and uh, read some studies, read some some uh, reports. You know, if you hear something or see something on Facebook, try and follow that rabbit trail to see where does that information actually come from and then look at the study. Uh, to me, it's important, like, look at who it's funded by too, you know, um, to really try and uh, weed out the information that uh, I think everything is biased, but maybe more biased. So uh, thanks for hearing from you, Albert. Uh, And I think we'll finish up there for the emails. Tell me what you thought. Is that interesting for me just to do a little bit of a uh, a monologue, a spiel about those emails? Um, You know, I do have some learning difficulties and I've, I've struggled um, to even claim those, you know, be like, okay, well, I actually, there's something, there are some issues. In in high school, I actually had a scribe. So I had someone writing for me because uh, it's easier for me to talk stuff out than write it down. And yeah, some people might relate to that. Maybe some people don't. Um, but so for writing back long emails, I just don't seem to uh, make it a, a massive priority. Um, sorry if that's uh, not helpful for you. Uh, that's where I'm at. And so if I can answer some emails, even if I just do one each episode, maybe that would be uh, beneficial. Let me know if you like it. Uh, if it's a bit too long-winded, let me know that too. Um, I can try and make it a bit more concise. So uh, l- let's transition into the next period now.
there you go. That musical interlude is from my brother, Daniel. Uh, you can check out his work, danielclenner.com. Uh, he's a producer, and this is actually an unreleased piece before he even had a studio when he was making music uh, in his basement. So check him out, danielclenner.com. Thanks, bro, for helping me uh, do all the things that you do with the podcast. And now let's get back into it. All right. So I wanted to transition now into a bit of the the evolution of the podcast, which really for me is the evolution of my ideas and thoughts and um, and who I am and what I'm bringing to the podcast. Uh, hopefully you guys have found that really um, informative, or I know that you have uh, found it informative, the, the guests that I'm bringing on to the podcast. That's one thing I really love to do and I feel like I can do well is uh, research uh, different uh, guests and how they sort of all connect together and give people a platform. That's my the idea has always been to give people a platform, not just to share information because I know uh, doing workshops and stuff, people will only remember a few things. But if you tell a story, if I can let guests share their story and add, even if it's only one or two really standout bits of information per episode, I feel like that's the way uh, that, the, that the podcast is really doing well. And, and that's, that's what I want to keep about the podcast. Now, in terms of uh, the evolution of the podcast, I think really, uh, this is my personal journey, is, is becoming more real. So um, that's why I'm sharing today, is just to, to be more real. To, so like just to break down any of those walls, I feel like, you know, the podcast has been a bit of a performance for me. You know, I want to, I want to, put my best foot forward, which is great. I think that's fantastic to do. But I've just felt like there was a little bit like, hey, I'm I'm living the probiotic life and you guys should too, rather than being like, hey, this is my ideals. These are where I want to get to with living a probiotic life and sort of talking about what does that look like as a probiotic life and then just share like, hey, well, I'm not there yet. I'm not really, um, you know, I'm not I'm not testing my microbiome uh, like with Viome or any of those sort of um, uh, gut testing things. That's something that I want to do. I just haven't got there yet. So so that's what this part of the the podcast is about. This episode is about. So um, here we go. Just being uh, real, and uh, I guess let's start back in the beginning. Let's start when I had the idea for the probiotic life. So you know that I was a landscaper and uh, by that time I was working for myself. I had um, a couple of guys, up to five guys contracting for me, uh, doing some landscape jobs. And I just, I wasn't managing myself really well. And I started to get some aches and pains that weren't going away. And so what did I do? I just worked harder. And I started taking painkillers and sort of um, managing my pain just by either ignoring it or doping myself up to uh, just to cover the pain. And I think that really came out of 
um, fear and anxiety of like, I have to do this. I have to prove to people that I can do this. I have to work twice as hard as anyone else because I know that I struggled with um, different uh, learning disabilities. The, the main sort of thing about that is um, getting thoughts from my mind out um, through my hands is really difficult. That's why I said I had a scribe in, in high school. Um, and what that resulted in was not only injuring myself, but pushing through that injury uh, because I thought I was could beat it and was stronger than it rather than listening to my body. Now, this is, to me, this is really part of the probiotic life is being in tune with nature and part of being in tune with nature is being in tune with your body. So that's where I, I definitely wasn't being in tune with my body in my physical body, but also in my emotional and my spiritual body. So I was having uh, these things and I just would push them to the side. Um, and really that was with my relationship with my wife um, and uh, with with different people around me and, and actually avoiding some confrontation which I needed to have with people. And so it sort of all came apart when I went to visit my family in Vancouver. And, uh, well, like a lot of people know, if you're doing a physical uh, job, most of the time the injury is after you have a holiday, you come back and you injure yourself again. Well, this time when I went on holiday, it's like my body just started to relax. And when it started to relax, I got all that pain, all that pain uh, came in sort of like I tuned into the pain. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was a hard time. It was, um, visiting my family and was planned to do all these things. And I was like, sorry guys, I need to like lie, lie on my back for like three weeks of our, um, seven week trip. So, uh, when I came back, when we came back from Vancouver to Perth, uh, that's when things start started to really unravel. So I was injured and um, I was in the middle of a landscape job and it just didn't work out very well. Um, and one thing led to another and all these things sort of happened that, that I haphazardly put together trying to juggle so many things. I didn't do anything really well. And it ended up being um, a not a good situation that I put my family in. Eventually, uh, about a year later, we ended up going bankrupt. So it was uh, uh, not ideal, but you know we just sort of dealt with it as it came. Now, at about the same time, we actually my my wife is pregnant. We had the birth of our daughter Ivy. So uh, Japheth is five, and Ivy's now two years old. Okay, so this was actually a year after we went bankrupt. Um, Ivy was born. And in, at the same time as Ivy was born, our son had some um, issues with his health. So he was in hospital. I was staying with him in one hospital. And my wife um, uh, was in another hospital. I, I did head on over so I could be with her during the birth of our daughter. But my son was in one hospital and um, my wife was in another hospital. It was a crazy time. It was a, it was a um, very stressful time. And I think like a tube of toothpaste, uh, when the shit hits the fan, that's when you really figure out 
who you are and what's inside of you. Um, so there was uh, all this stuff, <laughs> all this stuff going on. I can't even, it's such a, it's a, cr- it was such a crazy time. I just have to laugh at it now, even though it was really, really intense. That sort of triggered something in me, all of this stuff happening, you know, the, the, uh, the ecstasy of seeing your child born, your, your wife giving birth um, and seeing a new life come into the world and the, the bankruptcy. And the thing I didn't realize about the bankruptcy actually was people calling you all the fucking time. Like, I'm just, it was just so intense. I didn't realize that I just stopped answering my phone because it was like people nonstop every single day, the banks and the creditors and blah, 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 just calling and I thought I was stronger than that, but it does wear you down. And, you know, that was a, a process over a year. It really wore, wore me down. Um, so we're in this one house and because um, we, we were renting, we moved into this house and it sort of all started to really, I just couldn't bear the weight of it. There felt like more responsibility having two children now um, being injured. So I was actually on, um, on the... Uh, government, um, well, over here we call it Centrelink. So uh, I didn't have any insurance or anything, didn't have any income insurance. So it was it was a pretty crazy time and I ended up falling into deep depression. Now I'm telling you all this to really tell you a bit about the story of how the um, podcast evolved. So uh, Around the time of my daughter, that's when I really had the, the, when my daughter was born, I really had the idea for the Probiotic Life podcast um, and started to develop it. And then after that, that's when I really sort of fell into uh, this depression and I ended up checking myself in a hospital. So that, that was, again, a crazy time. Um, but it was out of that being like, what do I actually care about? What do I want out of life? You know, like being part of uh, creating a family unit is amazing. But there was just things, it's just like I just felt like such a failure. And um, I had struggled with de- depression pretty much all through my um, childhood, taking antidepressants and Ritalin for my um, AD, ADD as well. Um but it was after I came out of hospital, I was like, okay, what, what is actually, what do I care about? What do I want to, want to be doing? And that's when I started the podcast. So it was, um, <clears throat> it was an intense time and I had already been planning at the podcast a little bit, but that's when I actually started it because I wanted to contribute. I wanted to make a difference in the world. I felt like if I could inspire people and contribute to the evolution of, of human consciousness, then it would be worth living on this earth. If I was just going to be someone who is just consumed, just, um, yeah, just as a consumer, as someone who's just taking and not giving, then I just didn't feel like it was worth being alive on this planet. So that's sort of how the, the podcast evolved to really uh, come into its, in, into, uh, trying to uh, give something back, give back to people. And um, 
I guess throughout all of this, I did struggle with, am I bringing any value? Am I good enough? Am I, you know, these things that go on in your head? And I recognize that this is uh, in imprints in my mind that have been since my childhood that, um, you know, e- even that I learned from my parents. Um, but as I interviewed people, I just got more and more excited and more and more, um, yeah, just stoked about sharing and giving this information and and evolving it. So I've said that word a couple of times, evolving it. And that's what I want it to do. I don't want it, the probiotic life to stay stagnant. Um, so I guess where I'm at now is still struggling with some of those mindset things, mindset things. I ended up uh, going back and seeing a a psychologist recently and that's actually helping me because I don't want to stay where I am. I don't want to use the same coping strategies of alcohol and different drugs to um, just numb the pain. I actually want to feel the pain, sit with the pain, be present with that pain and then work through it. I don't know if you guys can really... um, uh, resonate with that, you know, like rather than just ignoring it. And I know you can't always deal with everything all at once. It's a journey and be, be present to that journey, even when it really hurts. So this is my a journey of healing. You know, the probiotic life is about the journey of healing. For me, it's healing my um, uh, physical and emotional and spiritual being Part of that is actually, or a, a majority of that is actually connecting with nature, con- connecting to uh, the life force, the creator, um, connecting with fungi, you know, like they have so much to teach us and and so much to learn from fungi. Uh, to me, it's about healing relationships and, you know, just... Uh, I had a few experiences that really helped to, um, what do you call it? Just to not necessarily heal me, but expose what's going on inside me. So, um, you know, tapping into, if you know anything about in the brain, the default mode network, there's a way that you can subdue that you know, subdue the default mode network, which is sort of your your thinking part of like your, I guess it's really where anxiety comes from, that, that part of if you're not doing anything, your mind wanders, that's what it is. And if you can subdue that um, via meditation or however you do, then you can actually start to really uncover some of those subconscious beliefs. So, uh, that's where that's what I was sort of exploring there. Now, recently, I still have had some really, um, really hard weeks with uh, bouts of depression, and I don't want to claim depression like I have depression, but I say that I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with those mindsets, sets the, with unhealthy mindsets, um, but I'm ready to evolve. You know, I'm ready to. Uh, move forward and I've had some discoveries of what's actually been going on for me. So to me, where I want to see the probiotic life going is actually not just um, share with you, hey, this is what I think the probiotic life should be, 
um, but actually be a bit more raw, be a bit more um, like the probiotic life being my own evolution and putting that on display for everybody to see. So connecting with nature, you know, the, um, the idea, the Japanese idea of Shinrin-joku, of forest bathing. Uh, that's something that I always, always, always uh, just connect with so much. It just, it really makes me feel better. You know, even doing, if you guys saw on Instagram, the IMO bath that I did, I just felt amazing after that. And not necessarily that my body felt any different, but I felt like, yeah, I'm like, I'm connecting in with the microbes. And maybe that's just a psychological thing. I don't know. I would love to hear have some people on the podcast who can talk more about the gut brain connection and the microbiome connection. Um, but this is where I see the probiotic life evolving to. And I'd love to hear your feedback too. Where do you see the probiotic life evolving to? Um, you know, I, I've had some people talk about the microbiome on here, but um, I think there's a lot more places that, that we can go with it. So really value your feedback, especially after this episode. Um, not that I'm going to make m- more episodes necessarily like this, but with the guests and with uh, when I'm answering emails, I do want to share a little bit of, more about of actually not just what I'm doing to live a probiotic life, but the struggles that I'm having and what's maybe holding me back or, or what's something that is inspiring me to move forward to evolve. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, I think that's pretty much what I wanted to share. I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say in response to this. I know it's a little bit of a different episode, but if you listened up to this point, uh, then I know that you are interested in the probiotic life and that you want to, um, help it evolve. So I'd love your feedback. I'd love to hear, um, what you're struggling with. What are some of the things that inspired you to live a probiotic life? And and where do you see this podcast going? Or what resources do you want to to have out of this podcast? Um, You know, I've tried a few different ways of just monetizing the podcast just to make uh, ends meet in terms of just the podcast. Like, I love doing it and I'm going to do it just because I feel like I'm contributing. But if I can um, uh, make a cash flow out of it as well so that I'm not having to go and do little bits here and there and sort of just lose my momentum a little bit, then I'd be more than happy to do that and serve you guys in that way. So I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, Love to hear from you. And yeah, until next time, may those beneficial microbes be with you. Cheers. Thanks once again for listening to this episode and thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate all the ways that you guys support this podcast with your subscriptions and your comments, your recommendations. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you to my brother Daniel Klenner for the music And for always answering my audio-related questions, you can check him out at danielclenner.com. And a big thank you to my wife, Mareg, who always supports me in all of my crazy endeavors. So, 
that wraps it up. May the beneficial microbes be with you. And until next time, cheers. Thank you for listening to The Probiotic Life. You can find us on Facebook at The Probiotic Life, on Instagram, The Probiotic Life, and on our website, theprobiotic.life.